Why you don't red? like the Vegas jersey? Why red? Why is it red? Because why is because it red? It's... No. <laughs> why? It's a no. secondary well, color. No, no, no. Sarcastic remarks, guys. Say hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. You're a dork. <laughs> so, so we had to take a two-month hiatus because Chris got COVID. So, you know, it took two months for him to get over it. Yeah, two, two, two whole months. <laughs> We're just kidding. We got yeah. lazy, and then life got busy. And, I did get COVID you know, off season. He no, yeah, Chris really did get COVID. So, but nothing happened by the, by the, yeah, by the way, how was that? Was everything all right? I was sick for three days, but I didn't even lose my taste. I really wanted to, like, bite an onion, you know? You seen those videos where they're, like, eating an onion like an apple? I was yeah. really looking forward to that, and I didn't even get to do it. <laughs> no, well, one so, of my friends. in short, it sucked. One of my friends from church is a really picky eater, even more so than I am. And he got COVID. And when he got COVID, he lost his uh, sense of taste. So he spent like the next week eating nothing but salad because he wanted <laughs> to be healthy and lose some Jeez. weight. So while he had COVID, he lost weight and ate a bunch of uh, rabbit food. So I thought it was awesome. That is genius. <laughs> okay, Chris. Uh, I'm sure nobody really wants to hear us talk about COVID. Uh, although uh, we're very happy to hear that there is a vaccine that just got approved by the CDC. So I think many hopefully... people are excited to hear about my medical symptoms. <laughs> we can but make I, a segment I, out of this, honestly. <laughs> what would you call it? Medical symptoms with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty medical catchy. symptoms. Medical symptoms with Doctor Chris. Okay. Anyways, all right. So we have a lot to talk about, um, and we're not going to get to all of it uh, in this episode. Uh, because we still got to talk about the return to play and what that's going to look like and how the division realignment is going to be like. And uh, I put up a YouTube video, but that's just half of it. The other half I haven't even finished editing yet. And uh, we'll, we'll get to that when we can. But uh, we need to catch up on everything else that's happened in the past two months. So let's get us started. Um, let's start with the obvious news that, oh, big surprise. Nobody knew that it was coming back. Uh, Rick Bonus returns as the official non-interim head coach of the Dallas Stars. Um, I mean, pigs flying could have seen this coming from a million miles away. Uh, yeah. Do you think this is a good move? I mean, I personally don't like Rick Bonus's style of coaching, but I mean, it worked in the playoffs, so it'd be stupid not to hire him again. So, right, yeah take a team to the Stanley cup final and then not lose renew them. <laughs> yeah. Lose your job at cup or bust, which is probably where the Toronto Maple Leafs are at right now, but not the stars. So, okay. So do you really think that bonus got the most out of this team? Or do you think this team just rallied together at the right point? I think it was more of rallying together, uh, but like that's, that's the way the team was built, right? It was built so that the players are the leaders. So they don't need this coach hanging over their heads to whip them into shape. They don't need a Ken Hitchcock. They've got Jamie Benn and Joe Pavelski and even Sagan now to 
figure out how to get the team on track. But Bonus is able to get the best out of his players, and especially with old guys, having a players coach is normally better than having a a uh, non slave beater. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's not talk about being a slave beater in front of uh, Babcock over there, right? <laughs> so, that, he played mental mind games with some of these kids. Like with Marner, I feel so bad. Yeah, I heard Marner. about some of that stuff. I yeah. know. Go, go look up those articles if you yeah. want to look at a psychopath's yeah. mind. <laughs> My goodness. And and he hasn't had a drop yet, so I, I don't know if he gets I don't think he's getting until, one. Not for a while, at least. Not until the PR goes down. And even then, when he gets a job, you know, it, you know that's going to pop back up again. So, okay. So, I really think that Bonus got the most out of this team and that he was the perfect coach for the right time. And I think this is an excellent signing because, honestly, I think our window may be this year and next year, and that's it. I mean, it's very quickly coming to a close. I mean, we, we can't take another step that would be seen as a good thing, right? I mean, we so we got we beat Nashville in the first round two years, like three years ago or two years ago or something like that. We took a step. And then we took a step even further uh, this year with the Stanley Cup. So, or with the Stanley Cup final. So do you think that this team at this point is, we're in a cup or bust mode right now? Because it seems like a lot of people, especially in the media, are not, giving the stars a chance. And I understand that there's Colorado, which I'm deathly scared of and all these other teams and Vegas is still there as well. But do you think the stars are just not getting the credit they deserve? Or yeah. do you think it was just lucky? Yeah. I've we definitely noticed that like all, all of the media, like even stars and media are talking about how like the stars are like barely cup contenders still. And like, I, yeah, I totally disagree with that. If you look at the way we went to the finals this year, our best players weren't even playing at their best. Jamie nope. Ben still hasn't had a good season. His past two seasons have not been up to his pay grade. And Sagan was hurt the entire time with a crazy injury. And we didn't have our starting goalie, who was a top three goalie the year before. Right. So <laughs> we did all that with like half a roster, a line and a fourth line that belonged in the AHL. So I think. Especially in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. So. If the stars are the exact same as they were in the Stanley Cup final series, yeah, they're a fringe cup contender. But if one good thing changes in our way, we're way better. If Jamie Benn gets back to not even not even his full form, not even Art Ross form, just a good first line left winger, this team is way more dangerous already, even without Tyler Sagan. So I, I definitely think that they're getting shortchanged from the credit they deserve. I think that they're going to be much better than everybody else thinks. Well, and it's just like the New York Islanders, right? So the New York Islanders don't have like a like a, a superstar. Like when you think of the Toronto Maple Leafs, they've got three huge superstars on their first line. They've got Tavares, they've got Matthews, and they've got Marner. And then I think in, in the, with the Islanders, they have uh, Matthew Barzell. And then the stars don't really have anybody like that, really, right? Like on their in their forwards. Now our yeah, equivalent, don't. yeah, and our equivalents to their Matthew Barzell, I guess, is Mira Heiskanen. Yeah, <laughs> and he's. So, I mean, 
he was putting up points left and right and until he kind of disappeared in the last two series. But uh, anyways, we're kind of getting off on random tangents, but this is fun. Anyways, okay. So bonus, yeah, he's back. Good thing. Um, let's talk about three signings that happened while we were on our COVID hiatus. Um, free Honka, he returns. <laughs> <laughs> so Julius Honka finally decides to return to North American ice. He signs a one-year, de- uh, one-year deal two-way, which for those of you that don't know how a two-way works, a two-way means that they get they can get paid an NHL salary in the NHL and an AHL salary in the AHL. So if they had a one-way, they would get the NHL salary, period. So this is a very like money-friendly deal for Jim Neal to sign. And I think that Julius Honka kind of finally realized that like if he wants to get back in the NHL, this is his one of his last shots. This is his last shot, yeah. I I mean, all all the fan pages were kind of blowing up with this, with the free Honka stuff and being excited about him <laughs> returning. But I, I honestly feel like it's inconsequential. Like, it's kind of a Hail Mary last attempt with him, honestly. Like, he's not going to be the great defenseman like that we thought he was five years ago. But, I mean, maybe he could sneak into the, the third line. Maybe he can do some good. We'll see. Yep. Either it's way, with the two-way contract, it, it's there's no risk. Right. This, this is going to be very interesting to see how this turns out. And it's it's, it's not like we need another puck-moving defenseman. I mean, we'll <laughs> take as Klingberg many as we can get. <laughs> We've already got Kleinberg and Haskin in. Let's just throw a third one in there. Can't Why not? hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rope Hints. He signs a $9.45 million deal over three years. So that's an average annual value of 3.15. So that's a pretty decent contract for both sides, especially for the stars. And it's a bargain if he can continue his production. Yeah. If he, if he produces this, the way he, the way he was the last season, then it, it'll be a great deal. So that I, th- I think that's really solidifying him as second as a second line forward. So if, if he can live up to that money, then that's going to be an outstanding signing. So what would you expect out of him this upcoming season? Cause I mean, it's obvious that the Stars' biggest problem is offense. I mean, we have good goaltending. And even with Ben Bishop out, who is, according to NHL, the third best goaltender, according to their list. And, you know, we still survived on that with goaltending. Um, Our defense, especially the emergence of Jamie Alexiak, that solidifying that fourth, uh, number four defenseman role, which we've been missing for years now. And that helped a ton. Mm-hmm. But it, he's got to score points, so it, and he's proven that he can. So his last season, he got career highs in goals and assists, and we only played sixty games. <laughs> so, so he's showing he can do it. Hopefully, this is a exponential curve, and there's no taper off to the end of it anytime soon. But if he can, if he can pump up a forty point season, would be awesome. Forty points out of hints, that's a win, and you'll pay three million dollars for that any day of the week. So I'd say the goal for Hintz is 40. With, well, if it uh, was an 86-game season, since it's less. 82? Yeah, 82, sorry. 82. <laughs> that's right. Since, since we're having less, it's probably more like, if he can get to 30, that'd be awesome. 25, maybe. Well, so uh, looking at his totals this year, 19 goals, 14 assists, 33 points. And right, they were all career highs, but 
especially with Tyler Sagan being out? Do you think he's going to be one of the players that the Stars lean on a ton? That's the question. Who, who's going to who's going to step up when Sagan's out? It, I the three people I see. I know we're going to talk about Gurian in a second here, but you've got Pavelski who didn't do well last season during the regular season. He stepped up in the playoffs, but regular season his point production was very minimal. Hintz, yeah. who has been getting way better, and Gurianov, who's getting, who's been getting way better. So Ty- Sagan being out actually gives these guys a great opportunity, and it lets someone step up if they're willing to do it. So I think it's going to be really cool to see if somebody steps up, and if they don't, we're in trouble, honestly, with Sagan being out. Now, the the interesting thing about Hintz is his uh, playoff production. So he skated in all 25 games or 25 games during the Stanley Cup finals. Not all of them, because I think he was hurt for one or two. But he recorded 13 points. And of those 13 points, only two were goals. Yep. So that's not a from his regular season. He had 19 goals and 14 assists. (laughs) And and now the the other thing that was very spotty about Hintz is that he was, I, I mean, he was dynamite. The beginning of this year, uh, this year, it's it's COVID screwed everything up. Last October, <laughs> <The> last season, <laughs> that, yeah, last season, not this October, but the October before, like that first month or two months or two and a half months or something like that, he just like stormed off, and he was the only person scoring goals for the Stars at that point, and uh, just took off where he was uh, from the past off season, but. After I think he got hurt at some point mm-hmm. in November or December, and then his it just never was the same from that point on. I mean, he was still a good player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not ragging on him at all. But I, I, well, I guess what I'm saying about his is that he needs to really start stepping up, and we really need his production to be up yep. there. That that as, consistency at the beginning of the season. That consistency is gonna is is gonna be a big thing. Since and I think that comes with age a lot of the times too so you'll see guys go off and have have hot 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 segments of games and they get talked about a little bit in the media and then they kind of go away and you never hear from them again so we'll see if hence can if hence can become a star or if he is just a hot flash so hot flash yep but it's also so if he can get a good start this season (laughs) like last season if he has some kind of magic training that he does to make him that good that would be really helpful in a shortened season, though. <laughs> the yeah, first really 20 was. games, if he's that hot, it matters for much more than it did last season. Uh, here's my prediction, what I want from Hintz this offseason, or this this upcoming season, um, which it looks like it's going to start January 13th, but it may start later. We'll see. We'll talk about that another time. I'm expecting at least 20 goals and at least 30 assists, so more than 50 points. I'm ex- And a 56-game season? That's I, I well okay pro let's prorate that over an eighty two game season I'm thinking eighty two game season yeah. so I'm not sure what that would prorate out to but anyways it, in a regular points. season <laughs> in a re, yeah in a regular season that's what I would expect out of hints if this upcoming season was a full eighty two game schedule yeah. twenty goals thirty assists fifty points and uh, y'all can figure out the math for that because I don't I don't feel like yeah. doing math right now. T- ten goals twenty assists is a high something like that yeah Yeah. eight goals 15 assists yeah 30 points would be awesome in a 56 game season okay and uh, i think we've already talked about him but we're going to mention it anyway because he's another guy that we needs to produce um 
Garyanov. Garyanov signed all the way back in October. And he signed a two-year contract, and it was worth $5.1 million, so it was an average annual value of $2.55 million per year. So I kind of wish it had been a little bit longer, but also at the same time, I understand why Gary took this contract, because he can make a lot of money if he really steps it up. Yeah. And talking about other players that need to step up other than Hintz, it's Gary Onoff. We need a lot more from him this year. Yeah, I think it's a really good t- contract for both sides, honestly. So it, it takes risk away from the Stars, because if you think about last season, he was in the AHL. He played some games in the AHL. I mean, he dominated in them and obviously didn't belong there, but like, he's he's still not es- established. I think this is the season where he establishes himself. He is a full NHL player, and that's it. But yeah, two, 2.5 is kind of a steal, in my opinion. And I know it's for two years, and he's taken the risk that he is going to be better, a better player in two years. So he 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 thinks he's going to be definitely a second line forward. So I think it'll motivate him to play better, and it'll take risk away from us. And hopefully, we don't have to pay him too much when the time comes around to resign him. <laughs> right. Well, he, he's he scored twenty goals this season, so he's already hit that mark. Um, but again, with Sagan being out, we we need more from him. Yep. And uh, yeah, either, so... either one of them really is the thing, though. So we have two guys who are really looking like it could be their year to step up, right? That's yeah, that's why I'm optimistic it, about it. Could be. Yeah. Could be. But and, when there that, when there's a the spot open, when there's a void, something's gonna try and fill it. I I think these guys are gonna be motivated to try and do that. So. That's why I'm optimistic about the season where other writers aren't. Because I, yeah. I think one of these guys is going to step up big, and I think Ben is going to be better. So over an 82-game schedule, here's my question. Do you think Garyanov could hit 30 goals? I think he could. I mean, the way he plays, he plays to score goals. Like, he's a Alex Ovechkin kind of player. He, he's, he's a sniper. He's he is sniper. trying to score goals. I think he definitely could hit, could hit 30. So... Well, and the only reason he hit 20 goals this season is because the coaching staff was like, Gary, yeah. take more shots. You have a scary shot. Yeah. And he did, especially on the power play. And we, we just need to see more of that, I guess. And maybe from the beginning of the season to the end, we'll see more of that. And, you know, prorated out again over an 82-game schedule. In this case, 56 games. Uh, maybe we'll see more of that. Uh, I, I One can only hope. Yeah, so. an- another twenty goals in a fifty-six game season would be would be would be great. So right, yeah, that's a that would be one thing that uh, I would love to see. Yeah, to go on a quick tangent here. So okay. the power play, the first line, it has it had been Ben Sagan, Radulov, Pavelski, Klinger. Sagan's mm-hmm. gone. That's your that's your other side, uh, one timer slot. I think right. I think you slide Gurry up there in the one slot. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, with Sagan being out, and Sagan was the one that would take those kind of shots. So I think having good puck movers in there would be better. I, and I honestly want to see Hints in the high slot on that line too. Like high slot, really? Hints has played great in the high slot. If you look at some of some of his best goals, it's been digging in the high slot and making a, a nice wrist shot. So Hints in the high slot would be awesome. Yeah, and we've all, all, we've both talked about. We really want to see a line of Hintz, Giryanov, and Kiviranta. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would love to see a line of that. 
Yeah, that, and, that's, uh, a, that's another wild card we didn't talk about filling Sagan's spot. I mean, that's the biggest wild card, but who knows? I don't I don't think... I don't think I, so. I think, his spot, I think his spot is solidified in the Stars lineup because of what he did in the playoffs. I think like it is his spot to lose, right? And, and he was a worthy but, fourth but, liner before that anyway. Like yes, he could have exactly. played fourth line with us all year. Exactly. And he stepped up and he had some huge gargantuan goals. None bigger than that game seven against Colorado. But, um, I, I mean, a, a lot of Stars fans are like, oh, he's going to start scoring 30, 40 goals. And I'm like, okay. I'm just saying. He, for a second. I'm, I'm just saying. He's on my radar. He's on my radar to fill that slot. The man, the myth, the legend, Yoel Kivioranta. Okay. All right. Random tangent there. We'll, we'll talk about that more another time. Okay. And all right, second on the agenda list, we got to talk about uh, the two jerseys that the Stars came out with uh, this offseason. So one of them was already going to be released anyways before this before they did this whole reverse retro thing. And if you go look it up, go look it up. It's, I think they're starting to call it the blackout jersey is what they're yes. calling yes. it. And and it's like a neon green and it's fully black, and it's got neon green on it. Um, although I forgot the exact color that they call it. Skyline green is what they call it. Skyline green. Thank but you. I'm so happy they finally have used the secondary logo on a jersey. I've been asking for this since the rebrand. The secondary <laughs> logo is so good. It's finally on a jersey, and I think this jersey's awesome. The skyline green is weird, but I like the weird. The weird is good. Chris mm-hmm. like weird. I like this jersey. I think it looks good, too. and I think the uniform looks looks sweet, and it's pretty simple. Well, other than the neon green, obviously. But, like, <laughs> they did neon green and said, okay, that's it. <laughs> no other weird stuff going on. But if you like neon colors, you'll love this jersey. And, yeah, I think it's cool. I'm glad we have a black jersey. Looks fire. Yes, it does. I agree. And, you know, the, everybody was talking about, like, let's let's go to the reverse retros for a second like some of the really ugly jerseys from the reverse retros and i think they're great i think they're great i love the ugly i think no. the ugly reverse retros are on purpose i know they're on the anaheim one has to be on purpose that no. is the best jersey ever that is amazing. no it is the i'll go look it, it up no. It has, it's the logo with the duck coming out of the ice with the stick in his hand he's like this macho duck it's the best jersey ever if i had money i would buy it i I seriously would i love it it's amazing you would you would buy that i paid 250 dollars for that jersey yes no, i i can't i cannot believe it you. is so good it's amazing you. it's a joke everybody <laughs> knows it's a joke and it's a great but okay joke. but here's here's the point with that with that anaheim jersey is at least they weren't boring and they went for something crazy and insane. Are you about to Unlike, on Edmonton? <laughs> no, 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 no. Edmonton actually was semi-decent. It was okay. What I'm talking about is the Islanders. That is that is the oh, yeah. dumbest thing. <laughs> there was no, I was like, wait, that's a reverse retro? It looks the exact same. Yeah, the Islanders are like, then, we don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, they were like, yeah, we're past. Yeah, past. we're good. Yeah. Oh, and then the other team that kind of frustrated me was Detroit. It look it literally looks like they took a white practice jersey, slapped the logo on it, and then put a little like silver stripe right here, <laughs> like like halfway down the sleeve. It, it looks stupid. 
it, it, it does not look interesting whatsoever. And again, that that's hard pass. Is what it looks like the Detroit Red Wings said. <laughs> Speaking of looking but, stupid, segue into the Stars jersey. Oh gosh! Okay, yeah. when they released so, the Stars jersey, they just had like a person wearing casual clothes, and they had the jersey on. And I saw it, and I was like, "That is nasty." <laughs> it looked so bad. But I want all of y'all to look up. So look up Stars Reverse Retro uniform, and it, they have the player wearing the whole uniform. They got the pads, the socks, everything. The whole uniform together looks pretty sweet. Have you have you seen the uniform together, Ryan? Yeah, yes, I have. It it looks a lot better, and honestly, I like the jersey from the beginning, anyways. And I I made a joke on Twitter, and I said something like, uh, "This jersey is just asking for nacho cheese sauce to be spilled on it because oh, yeah. it was just it was just too much white." But yeah. It, yeah. It, will, it was slick. It yeah, was very I will never slick. buy this jersey. <laughs> I think really? it looks bad by itself, and like. I'm not taking it to the dry cleaners after every game. It's going to get stuff on it. <laughs> like peanuts, I guess for us. Cause we always eat peanuts when we go to the stars. Yeah. Games. I would, I would get the blackout. I think the blackout jersey is cool. I like this Jersey. I like how they, uh, they changed the gold on the old logo to silver. I mm-hmm. think that looks fire. I kind of wish they would have just used the new logo. Cause I like the new logo better, but it's still cool looking. And I like how they, they, they didn't go back to the old colors. I think it's good for, for the brand to stay on brand with the new colors. I like, I like silver better than gold on stuff. So, well, that's the whole, that's the whole reverse retro thing, right? They use their new colors with the old logo. And I was, I was very happy to see this logo come back anyways, just cause you know, that's, that's the logo I grew up with was, yeah, that, me too. That logo. But, but the new one's you cool. know, I love the new one. Yeah. I, I do like the new one. They did a great job when they, when they created this logo. But uh, you got to love the throwbacks and you got to love the retro stuff. So I think it's excellent. Um, it, so uh, you've, I guess you've kind of already yeah. answered my question. I think the but... uniform is excellent. I think the jersey is very meh. Yeah, very meh. I love and... white gloves. The white gloves are so cool. I love yeah, white the, gloves. The white when gloves Vegas came out with their, when they first became a team and they had their white gloves on their, on their away uniforms, it was so cool. I love white gloves. More white gloves than hockey. White gloves. End of hockey. segment. <laughs> all right well you've already answered it for me but uh if you had to buy the jersey which one would you buy the blackout, blackout or the, I like the blackout the the jersey overall by itself looks better so like if you just wear it to the game with some jeans that would look better than the mm-hmm. reverse retro so yeah blackout one yep and and the secondary I, I, logo i love the secondary logo yep i'm i'm gonna agree with you i'm i think i would rather get the the blackout jersey over the reverse retro but i still like the reverse retro and i still would wear it to a stars game and not order nachos yeah so or any yeah. food or any food like yeah. walk like this so it does to not touch anything or maybe i'll order sprite i'll order a sprite in like uh what what kind of food is clear what kind of food is not messy yeah i get diet sprite and flavorless jello with no sugar. flavorless jello there we go <laughs> there we go those two things and uh then the jersey will be okay that's not the joke. Okay. Okay. So we very rapidly caught up <laughs> with off season in 27 minutes. So, so let's rapid. talk. So <laughs> rapid. We went pretty quick. Uh, and there, and that's not including all the other stuff that's happened in the NHL. Okay. Anyways, before we get to our, our next part, what are the worst reverse retro jerseys that you saw? 
What are the, okay, give me like three. Oh, I can't remember. Give me three. You give oh, your three first. Up. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll give you a chance to pull yours up because I already have I already have my three. Okay, uh, and I kind of we already kind of talked about it, but Anaheim, oh my gosh, <laughs> the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Um, and if we're talking not necessarily ugliest but worst is Detroit because it, it, again it looks like they did a hard pass. And then the Islanders, it looked like they changed like one stripe on their jersey, and that was about it. So, but it there were just some teams out of this list that just didn't even try, and and then there were others that I thought I was just like, okay, that's very different. It looks kind of meh, but again, it looks kind of cool. So, anyways, are you ready? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, you your three. Okay, show so, me your three. We got Vegas. Why you don't red? like the Vegas jersey? Why red? Why is it red? Because why is because it red? It's... No. <laughs> why? It's a no. secondary well, color. No, no, no. That's a, it's a you tertiary know, color. Gold, silver, black. No, it's a quaternary color. Gold, silver, black, red. Don't use red. It's an ugly red too. That's not even a good red. It's nasty. Okay, what about Your the secondary logo? logo, like the logo? It's dumb. It looks good on a shoulder. You're stupid. It looks good on a shoulder. I will say that as You're a shoulder stupid. patch, it's great. But like Nashville's not gonna put their little ball with the stars just on the front of their jerseys, have a giant circle. <laughs> like set if a secondary logo is a good secondary logo, leave it leave it on the shoulder. It's fine. Just leave it there. It doesn't need to move. Just yeah, just you know, leave it. So I think that one's ugly. What was the other one? Where uh, I need to look at it before I could say, okay, I'm gonna call out Minnesota. You don't like the Minnesota one? I love Those the aren't Minnesota their colors. One. Those aren't their colors. Those are our That's colors. The point. Don't, That's the they point. don't get them. It's, it is their, that is the fan base that had those colors from the Minnesota North Stars no. days. Those aren't I think, their colors. I, I think stupid. it is legit. Uh, no, it's not stupid. So dumb. I love, I love that jersey. And third, Columbus Blue Jackets. Okay. Oh, my goodness. You're picking all these jerseys that I love. What is I, that I logo? That. What is it? Tell me what it is right now. That is their original first logo yeah. when they What's joined the, shape? the NHL. What's the shape? It's a CBJ. Yeah, whatever. It it no, looks so dumb. What is side. it? It's like a no, little it's... ribbon. It's a ribbon. You're just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna make. I'm gonna make the the initials with a ribbon. That'll look good. And you always lose points if you have a hockey stick on the jersey, and it's not ironic. Whatever. That's stupid. The Nordiques does it well. The Nordiques hides it. That looks good. You can't just put a clip art of a hockey stick onto a logo. What are you doing? You can't do that. That's not allowed. That's so Anybody dumb. else does that? I think San Jose yeah, does the that. The Sharks right? had it. The Sharks the had Islanders it. The Islanders have it. The Islanders the Sharks have is it. The most the 90s jersey ever. The Islanders is fine. It's not just a clip art of a, jer- of a of a hockey stick. You can't just put a clip art. Like the Islanders, it's integrated. It's fine. The Capitals, integrated. Vancouver's secondary, integrated. It's not just. It's not just a clip art of a hockey stick. It's not allowed. Mm-hmm. It's not the 90s anymore. Hey, what's wrong with the 90s? I was born in 2000, so the 90s suck. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say, a little turd. Okay. All right. Are anyway. we going to get three best? Yeah, I gave you three. Actually, I, I may have to do five best. Well, you're going to have to do them fast. You can't. You can't. You're not going to be able to go. So go ahead. Give them quick. Okay, give them quick. Okay. Uh... 
One that I absolutely really, really like is a Los Angeles Kings jersey. Yeah. I really love I like it. how they 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 use the the Gretzky era logo and they flip the colors and I think it it looks excellent. It's from the sixties and seventies. I don't know why they got rid of those colors. Absolutely. It's royal, royal purple. There's no other purple team. It, yeah, dumb. They should have kept those colors. Right. Right. And, and then they went with the black, silver, white stuff yeah. which they kids. have now. And it's like eh. All right, the next four are gonna have to be faster. Come on. Okay. Next four, I love the Arizona jersey. Me too. That's is. in my top three. <laughs> it's so good. It's amazing. The it's, purple uh, it is, is so much better than the than the orangey stuff. It's great. <laughs> oh goodness! I gracious. think we like the color purple. Yes, I think we like the color purple. More too. purple, white gloves, and more purple. <laughs> For obvious reasons, um, I like the Nordiques jersey, the Colorado Avalanche jersey. They they did an excellent job, and honestly, if there's like a a win, if you're purposely trying to do the reverse retro flair. Colorado wins, jersey wise. I think they win. Mm. So that that's that's another jersey I like. Oh, my Fitbit stats just came in on my on my uh, email. Yeah. All right. So and then okay, wh- oh, yeah, how many more. is that? I think that was four. is that four? Or yeah, that, that was four. That was four. That was four. There there was one more that I really liked. Um, I'm trying. Oh, the Screaming Eagle. The Screaming Eagle. Uh, Washington. Oh, well, that's just got a good logo. The jersey's not yeah. great. The, the the logo fire. No, the jersey is excellent. They the, I love the red jersey with the screaming sideways stripe at the bottom. It, it turns me off. Turns you off. Okay, yeah. what's your three? All right, so I'm gonna even rank them. I'm gonna rank them for you. They oh, are okay. number three, Arizona. That's amazing. Okay, that is fire. okay. I can get the on purple. That. So cool looking. Love the bottom of it. That's awesome. Great to wear in public. Going to look great on the ice. It's awesome. Great. Number two, the the Canes. Whalers. Awesome jersey. That's one of the best logos ever made in hockey. Yeah, right there. Agreed. It's awesome. It's so cool. And then number one, to your chagrin, the Anaheim Ducks. That is hilarious. It is so funny. It is great. It looks like it belongs in the ECHL. It's awesome. I love it so much. <laughs> Excuse me while I go throw up in the bathroom. It is, it is so funny. Everybody knows it's fake. It's such well, a joke, when, and I love it so much. It's awesome. Well, well, when you look at the jersey, the logo that everybody expected is on the jersey, but it's on the chest of the of the huh? duck. Yeah, <laughs> that's the yes. logo that everybody expected it's to come back. Two logos in one. I know. <laughs> And this is the eighties. See, you, you you skip the nineties, go to the eighties, and then you got some good stuff. I mean I have uh, no idea if this is eighties, it's probably nineties, but it's ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah, that's, that's what I that's what I thought. But anyway, it's hilarious. The only thing that would be funnier than that is if the stars did a did a victory green mooterist. Oh, <laughs> that I would have been so hilarious. Would I was it. hoping. It but... would have been so funny. It it would have we would have had two joke jerseys in the NHL and that would be great. Right. Well, uh, this is the wild wing jersey, as they call it. So, okay. I don't know if I like you. <laughs> I agree with you. I don't I, know I agree if I like me, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with your second and third, but your first sucks. It's so I'll good. Tell you that. You'll have to go look okay. at it. Please go look at it. 
Yeah, and if you haven't seen all of these jerseys, uh, you're doing yourself a real disservice. Most of them are fire. Yeah, most of them are really cool. And some of them are classic, which is great, like the Boston logo. I'm not a big fan of it because it could really go out and do something else. But it it does look cool. It's classic. It's classic. And and then, like, you know, others, like uh, the Calgary Flames, they brought back the Flaming Horse. And... uh, you know, uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, it's good to see the Panther yeah, back. They're not a that's Panther a great... sanctuary anymore, right? <laughs> I, I I love that jersey, and I love the colors on that jersey. New they're Jersey like, bringing the green. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, in Montreal, banging almost an all blue jersey, which is weird, but it looks good. Um. So, anyways, go go look these up and let us know in the comment section below what are your three favorites and what are your three least favorites or the ugliest jerseys that you think. Let us know what you think. Okay, and then our last segment for today, Chris, we're going to talk about the three questions surrounding the Dallas Stars. Yeah, so this is the article by Tracy Myers on NHL.com. Right, so um, for those of you that don't know, the NHL does their 31 and 31 series uh, every year, and normally it's in August, but in this year they're doing it in like mid November to mid December. And As you do. Yeah. Dan Rosen does a fantastic job with these video series. I watch every single one of them and him and whoever else he has on that do an excellent job. I, I enjoy watching those videos. They're on YouTube if you want to go watch them. But uh, I thought it would be interesting to get our take on the three questions that, that uh, Tracy thinks surrounds the Dallas stars. And this first one, we very briefly kind of talked about it more so with Hints and Gary Onoff. But the first question is, can Jamie Benn boost his production again? Because when you look at his production, he only scored 39 points in 69 games last season. Which is terrible. So that's that's terrible for his standards and the amount of money that he's making. Because he's making 9.5. That's a lot of money. And it's great that he does all these other things. Uh, like he leads the team and he, he you don't get paid all that money to lead the team and be a hard nose. <laughs> right. Right. And there's other people that like you could bring in for a million dollars and a half and have help lead the team with the veteran presence. Corey Perry. But, right. Oh, I, there, hey, there's a huge rumor that he, that he may come back. So like if we, it, there, there's some weird uh, salary cap thing, like with, Tyler Sagan being out for so long that maybe they'll put him on L- LTIR. Whatever. And then they re-sign Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, anyways, back to Jamie Benn. So um, it was his lowest total since he scored 33 points in 41 games in the lockout shortened season in 2012-2013. 33 so, games in 41 season and 33 points in 41 games is good. <laughs> yeah exactly that's what i'm saying and but that's the lowest total he's had and oh gosh he almost beat it in 70 (laughs) yeah he almost beat it in 70 games um so what kind of production are you expecting from jamie ben at the very least what does he need what kind of points does he need to put up in order for this team to be productive and to be a stanley cup contender for this season, he needs at least 30 in the shortened season. So we have 56 games. He needs at least 30 points. Probably more like 35 to 40. 
But if he does, if it's less than 30, you're almost talking about trying to buy him out at that point for, for how much we're paying him and how little production he's getting, which is crazy. I agree. That's nuts. But if he, if it's three straight seasons of us paying that much money for a player, that's not that good. And we have other guys that are coming up and are playing well, and we need to pay them soon. That could happen in the next two or three years. If, if he doesn't turn the ship around. So he's got to do it. And this is the time for him to do it. Like in a That's short a really season, inter- no Tyler Sagan, he's got to do it now. It's got to start now. That actually is a really interesting point because when you think about uh, the salary cap, the salary cap's not going to go up for three years. They've already agreed uh, that it's not going to go up for three years, regardless of if the league starts making a profit again. So, And in two years, we got a Gurry to sign. And a, well, and, and a hints and to next sign year soon. we have Hastinen. And a hints to Hastinen. sign soon. Yeah. No, and, I, I, I mean, sorry, I meant Hastinen. Okay, and and like Haskinen is going to be expecting what seven, seven, six, seven million maybe. I mean, uh, I seven. mean, Klingberg's making Klingberg's making almost five, I think, if I remember off the top of my. I head. think five is what he's yeah. looking unless he unless he does something great this season. Uh, he's looking at five, in my opinion. So. I mean, maybe after this season, maybe you give this season a hard pass because of, you know, the the COVID situations and everything. And I would maybe give him one more year after this season. So the 21-22 season. And if then he still is not producing, at that point, he's going to be 33. And if he's not producing, then that's crazy to think that Jamie Benn could be a buyout. And we're talking about that, and like we love Jamie Ben. You and me both do. We, we think he's a great player. We think he should be the captain. And like the video at, that they posted at the end of the season of Jamie Ben just sitting in the locker room by himself after the end of the Stanley that Cup hurt. Finals, that hurt. that hurt. I didn't like watching that. That actually made me angry <laughs> that they that they videotaped that. So like, I love Jamie Ben. I want him to play well, but he has to do it, or we can't pay him the money we are paying him. Like that that's what right. it comes down to. Hockey's a business. We we've got to have points scored. I want to see my team my team win and then I'll pay them more money <laughs> to go to more games and buy more merchandise. So if Ben's not going to do it, then he shouldn't be getting paid. And it sucks to say that, but that that's what it it is it is what it is, sadly. So this is something that that Jim Nell said about Jamie Ben uh, in this article. He says uh quote, he's a tough guy to gauge by points only, which Okay. He brings so many different elements. There's the physical presence he brings, the leadership presence he brings. There are not a lot of guys around the league who demand respect when he's on the ice more than Jamie Benn. And from a skill point of view and from a physical point of view, he's not a fun guy to play against. So there's a lot of value other than points, but I think he is going to bounce back. So he, he Jim Nill is trying to make excuses for Jamie Benn. But at the same time, oh. that last sentence says he expects yeah. produ- the production to go up. I don't even really think – I think excuse is the wrong word. I think that's not what you meant. But, like, those are true. He is a respected hockey player everywhere he goes. And when he's not respected, he beats the crap out of the guy who's not respecting him. Subban. So <laughs> <laughs> That is so funny. You were, you were thinking that. I was thinking of the exact same player. That is so weird. Yeah. Okay, keep going. So those are great things he does. And like when we're saying he needs to bounce back, we're not saying he needs to win the Art Ross again. That's not going to happen. He's he's past that. He's not going to win the Art Ross again. But he needs to score points if he's going to get paid that money. So 
does he want to be a veteran presence on the team or does he want to be a superstar now? That's what it comes down to, really. So if he's going to be a veteran presence, he's taking a pay cut. You don't pay veterans that much money. He has a superstar salary right now, and he needs to play up to it. So, And it's not, it's not from lack of trying. We know he's trying. So he, he's got to find something. He's got He's got to find it, or he's got to start getting lucky again. Well, I just hope that this experience in the Stanley Cup Finals uh, kind of kicked him in the pants, and he, he's and he's realizing that's not going to be my only shot. And and I hope that he like he used to have that presence about him several years ago, where he would just like, "I'm taking this puck, you're getting out of my way, and this puck is going in the back of your net." Period. I don't care what's happening. His Art Ross season, he could take over hockey games by himself. I know. And yeah. he needs to be able, not at the same level, but the important gains, he needs to be able to do that. So that's a huge thing facing the Stars, and I think that's the most important question. Okay, um, second question. Um, and this is another one that's kind of obvious. Is Can Anton Hudobin handle the workload with Ben Bishop out? All right, Mr. Opinions is going to say, I have no idea. so we don't know he's never done it before i think a 56 game season gives him the best chance to do it right so a shortened season we don't have to use him as much but also we're going to play a lot of games back to back and a lot of games in a short period of time so it may be worse so i don't know (laughs) i hope so (laughs) i I think he proved i think he proved himself this in the postseason now uh, now he proved himself. That's great. Yeah, but I the agree. problem is, is is he going to be consistent enough in a regular season that has a different feel than a playoffs? Yeah. Can he make him say? Playoffs? Can he make himself play at that level when it's not a seven game series going right? And, and and he's not and he's not young. He's thirty four, and I think he's going to be thirty five this upcoming year, if I remember correctly. So, and and like you said, with all these possible back-to-backs that we're going to have. It's not just going to be Hudobin playing. So maybe the better question would be, can a tandem of Hudobin and Ottinger fill in for Ben Bishop while Ben Bishop is out? Yeah, I think that's the full question because Ottinger is going to play a lot more than he even would in a regular season. So if we had a regular season without a Ben Bishop, we'd be seeing a whole lot of Anton Hudobin pretty much every game. Right. But you can't do that when there's going to be possibly like 15 back-to-backs. (laughs) <laughs> whenever there's a 56 game season. So Ottinger is going to play whether he, he's able to play it up to the correct level or not. So that, that is definitely the full question. That's going to be really interesting to see because what do you uh, think? You think, I, you think it opened up? You think who'd open does it? I, I I'm with you. I don't know. I really don't know. And that's a huge question in goaltending that we haven't had to talk about the past two years because we've had Bishop and Hudobin, right? We haven't had to have that question. And it's funny that we're even having that question considering the season that Hudobin had. He had arguably his best season as a backup. And as a backup, he was the, he was ranked the 10th best goaltender by the NHL network, which is crazy. But Bishop was at third. it's true though. <laughs> like, and, he, he never would have made that mark if they had not made the Stanley Cup final. And if, if you go and look at the, go look up the, y'all are listening, go look up the highlight video 
of Hudobin in the playoffs. There's the top 10. <laughs> and oh my gosh. Like Nuts. the um, the types of saves he made and the amount of saves he made was just absolutely insane. And nobody expected that out of Hudobin. But we did. We knew he could make those saves. <laughs> we knew, we knew he, could, he could make those saves, but now we have to expect him to do that. That's an expectation now. That's not like a, a surprising thing now. From everybody, he's going to be expected to make those kind of saves. Or we're toast. Yep. Honestly. To close it out, with... my gut feeling is yes, he will be able to. But I have nothing to right. base that on, so I can't give any anybody any good feelings about it. Sorry. <laughs> Right, and well, I mean, here's his stats real quick, and we'll close it out with uh, that question. 16, 8, and 4, 222 G goals against average, and an NHL-leading 930 save percentage. <laughs> That's crazy. Among goalies with at least 25 games played, and then he had four shutouts in the 30 games that he started. In And then in the postseason, he was 14 and 10, 269 goals against average, 917 save percentage, and one shutout in the 25 games that he played. So that's hard to reciprocate. That's hard to re to do again. And I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Okay. And then the final question. Will Miro Haskinen continue to raise his game? Yes. Podcast over. <laughs> I, I think that's an easy question compared to the other two. Yes. Just, so just seeing, seeing what happened with what, what how he plays and, us watching every game, being able to see him just get better with every game. It really was like week by week. You could see the progression he would make. Like he's an outstanding player. Everyone is still under underestimating him. Putting the car over Haskinen is honestly, in my opinion, the dumbest thing ever. Like he's, mm-hmm. I think Haskinen's much better than McCarr. McCarr is, can score goals and that's why people put him up there. But Haskinen is such a well-rounded player. The best stick checker in the league, I think. Like his stick checks are phenomenal. It's crazy how he gets bucked sometimes. But yeah, I I think that's definite. I think uh, it was the NHL Network that had Haskin in at forty five, and then I think Kale McCarr was at thirty four. Something like that. And, stupid. But but uh, Greg Wasinski of ESPN, he had a list of NHL defensemen twenty three and under. Who's the best? And he had Haskin in at number one. And now, he, and they had, he had Makar at two, and then he had Hughes at three. So, you know, that's there, correct. There's, yeah, that, I agree. The amount of time that Haskinen was playing and how much he was relied upon, and honestly, for halfway through the postseason, we were talking about who's the MVP of the playoffs. Is it Hudobin or is it Haskinen? So, other than Nikita Kucherov or Braden Point, he scored the he scored the third most goals or third most goals third most points in the playoffs. So it's, it's insane. So I think he's, he's the best young defenseman and I think he's going to be the stars central player for years to come. So I think that's definitely going to happen. He hasn't showed any signs of being worse when even Klinger would show signs of like distress sometimes. So I, I think he's a once in a lifetime player and I think we're, very blessed to be able to see him on the ice. Eight goals, 27 assists, 35 points in 68 games, and 26 points in 27 postseason games. That is almost a that point is per absolutely game. Absolutely insane. 
<laughs> That's for ridiculous. a for, for a defenseman. Yeah, he's going all Paul Coffey. It, most of y'all probably don't even know who Paul Coffey is. I don't even know who he, Paul he, Coffey is, old man. Yeah, Paul Coffey played with uh, Wayne Gretzky, and he was a he was like a Bobby Orr kind of defenseman, scoring multiple points, and you know, like a Brian Leach almost. I'm probably throwing all these names at you, and you don't even know who any of these guys are. I knew the Gretzky one. <laughs> Brian, Brian Leach, Bobby Orr. Oh, I know Bobby Orr. Yeah. Okay, Brian Leach. Yeah, he's a leech. <laughs> I mean, why would I know the name of a leech? <laughs> Arguably the best, uh, the best uh, American-born defenseman. So he played for the Rangers for a very long time. Obviously, it wasn't that good. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I've missed doing these with you, Chris. This has been fun. Sorry, Mr. Leach. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Leach. We ought to tag him on Twitter or something. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at StarcasticR or like us on Facebook on our Facebook page. And you can also follow us on YouTube. Like and subscribe on there. Yeah, check out the YouTube. Actually... More stuff coming. Yeah, we've actually started putting some stuff out there that is not included in the podcast. And I'd also like to announce something really special that we're going to start doing. So starting in January, January 3rd of 2021, along with doing the podcast, Starcastic Remarks is actually going to be joining 365 Sportscast Radio Network. Now, what it is, it's an internet radio station that broadcasts uh, sports 24-7. And they've got all sorts of shows. They've got uh, team-specific shows. They've got sports-specific shows. Go ahead and check them out. And uh, they're going to be awesome. And we're very excited to uh, be a part of this uh, awesome opportunity. Very cool. You can get you can get all DFW teams over there, probably. So that's a really awesome place to go get any sports news that's not trashy sports center. <laughs> <laughs> and right, yeah, podcasts lot- are still coming to the normal places. They're not going yeah, anywhere. Yeah. yeah, we're not stopping the podcast. So uh, along with the radio show, we're going to be doing the podcast as well. So anyway, guys, uh, along with Chris and Ryan, we'll get you guys on the flip side.